you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, November 28th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one belongs to the pride of the Wildcats. The Northern Michigan University Wildcats in Marquette, Michigan coach led the Wildcats football team to a national championship. Minor contribution. He was only the quarterback. Uh, He's Steve Mariucci. Coach Mooch, welcome back. Thank you so much for that introduction. Amazing. You read it just like I wrote it. Voice number two (laughs) belongs to the pride of NFL Network. She is the host of NFL Total Access, nightly, 7 Eastern on NFL Network. She is the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. She is an Afro-Latina with Dominican and Dolphins blood running through her veins. She is MJ Acosta Ruiz. Welcome back, MJ. You nail it every time, uh, baby. Is that true? Is it all true? It all, all true? Oh. Now, Coach, for those listeners who don't know, Marquette, Michigan, not to be confused, of course, with Marquette, the Jesuit school in Milwaukee, is located in what is called the UP, Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Hmm. The forgotten appendage of the lower 48 that most of us wouldn't recognize on a map if we saw it. And I say that because I checked it out only this morning. And full disclosure, I swear to you, I thought it was part of Canada. Oh, my God. And I went to school in Wisconsin. We talk like Canadians, eh? (laughs) I love it. Uh, Tell our listeners why they need to put the UP on their bucket list of places to visit. Because Because I have been there, and it's gorgeous. Because all roads lead to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, right? You go right across the Mackinac Bridge, which is twice as big as the Golden Gate, for crying out loud. Really? Do it, and you can stop off for some fudge right there on Mackinac Island. There's no motor vehicles. It's all horses and walk and eat and bread bed and breakfast. It is gorgeous up there. Like 300,000 people in the entire Upper Peninsula, so we're a special breed. Love that. You are a special breed. Look at it. Breeds that kind of passion. The light on in the eyes at all times. Coach, Upper Peninsula question. 
Northern Michigan is a D2 school in most sports except for hockey. That's D1. Ooh. That is religion. What is your more hated UP rival, Lake Superior or Michigan Tech, and why? So it would be Michigan Tech, all right? And the rival, when I was going to school, we were a way better football program, but lately they are. But they have the, they're, they're supposed to be the smart school, all the engineers and all that. So one of the competitions is Winter Winterfest, Winter Carnival. Oh they have all these people up there that just carve these ice castles out of ice and snow in the winter, right? And then, of course, at Northern, we try to do some of that, but it's not quite the same. <laughs> so that's the competition. Yeah, and the hockey programs are, are uh, unbelievable. No joke. Yeah. Uh, the Miners' Cup. The annual football game between Northern Michigan University and Michigan Tech. Now, full disclosure, that's only been a thing since 2002. They've been rivals since 1920 Whoa. when Coach was a little boy. But, wow. Uh, uh, but wow. this Miners' Cup has only been fought for since 2002, so yeah, I won't ask play, you. When I was there, they would not play us, okay? They weren't in the same level. Okay. They, they were know, afraid uh, of yeah. the Steve Mariucci so Northern today. Michigan yes, more than Wildcats. Want to know. <laughs> On this show, Monday Questions to Sunday competitions, mm -hmm. beginning with this. Hurts, takes it, looks, fires, complete, touchdown! A.J. Brown! That's beautiful. The NFC top seed Philadelphia Eagles improved to 10-1 and with a 40-33 to win over the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers started, didn't finish. We'll get to that in a moment. Jalen Hurts, the poster child for NFL balance, 153 yards passing, 157 yards rushing. Coach, 363 total rushing yards for this Eagles team, fifth best since 2000, 16th best in NFL history. They have desire, they have depth, they have a dangerous setup for the playoffs with that running game and with their defense. But my question to you on Monday, seeing that they let in 33 points, do they have a deficiency, and if so, what is it? You know, their defense isn't the same as, say, the 49ers, let's face it, okay? Mm -hmm. So they went out and signed some guys, didn't they? They helped stop the yep. run, right? With Dom Kinsu, and and uh, so they, they've been giving up rushing yards and some points. Funny thing, though, that was a fun game to watch. Fun game to watch. I remember doing a radio show with Mad Dog, Chris Mad Dog Russo mm -hmm. before the game, before the season started, and he was telling me, "What do you think about Jalen Hurts? Because the Philly fans are, you know, they don't, they don't know if they like him or not yet." I go, "You gotta like this kid, man. I mean, he does everything. He's a leader. He's a good kid. He's a worker. We all know he's an athlete." And it, they just, it just needed some patience and let him play. Just let him play for a while, and he'll show you what he can do. And boy, is he fun to watch. I mean, 150 plus passing, 150 plus rushing, and he's just just in control of everything. Yes, their defense needs a little work, right? Which they're trying to add to. Yeah. Um, but boy, they have, a, they have depth. This team has a heck of a roster. They have a deficiency as I saw it, and that's what I was mining for. You didn't bite on it, and fair enough. But tell me, maybe I'm overstating it. They've had seven turnovers in the last three games. That's tied for the most in the NFL during that span with the Houston Texans. They are still, however, number one in the NFL in turnover differential. That's how good they were through the first nine weeks of the season. Are you worried about wastefulness as a coach when it starts to creep in as it has over these last three weeks in the middle of a season? If you're a coach, that's an alarming stat and one that you want to change. I mean, every time you play, win or lose, every time you play, you point out the good stuff and you try to correct the, the mistakes. And certainly that's gotta be a point of emphasis. 
in practice, in meetings, that kind of thing. Maybe had a couple extra drills. It's not been interceptions. It's been fumbles. And so uh, you know, that's one of the things you would pick on. It's like, hey, let's try to get better in this area. Mm-hmm. Or is it red zone? I mean, the Colts held them to 17 points last game, too. You know, So they've been a little bit up and down. But I can't overemphasize enough how important the acquisition of A.J. Brown was to this football team right. to help a young quarterback along, help the run game, help the confidence of a team. He's a, he's a nightmare out there. And so, you know, you, you, I like where they're headed. I really do. I can't wait. Now, they what, they play Tennessee and they play at Dallas, right? Christmas Eve. So those are going to be telling games, but they're still going to end up with the number one seed. And they're going to get a little bye, get a little fresh, and get ready for a home playoff game. You know, you mentioned A.J. Brown. He was the guilty party in one of the turnovers last night. Yeah. He was fighting for extra yards. The ball was right. stripped. Uh, we saw the, that the Packers nearly ran that in. Ball out! Picked up by Quay Walker. He's going to go! Walker going to try to pick up bucks from Jair Alexander. Cuts back to the inside at the 30. Cuts back to the outside. Terrific run here by Walker, who will end the journey at the 13. Were it not for the desire of the Philadelphia Eagles O-line to get back, that may have been a touchdown. A.J. Brown, when asked about that fumble after the game, said he is not going to change what he does. He is going to continue to fight for those extra yards. He's been one of the best in the NFL, eight yards after catch, yards after contact since he's been in the league. MJ, my question to you is about the aforementioned Jalen Hurts. Coach urged patience uh, with Eagles fans. Give this kid a chance. Just watch what he can do. You have been on his bandwagon since day one. Is he making this a two-horse race in the MVP contest between Patrick Mahomes and himself? I don't see anyone else. Do you? I mean, I think especially, I mean, Josh Allen would have been the only other person that I would have added in there, but the way the team has been playing and and his errors, especially interception-wise, taking care of the football the last few weeks, sort of had him slide down a little bit. And Jalen Hurts is only moving up in that trajectory, in that cheat code um, level of play that we see with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I just think it's remarkable what Jalen Hurts has done. We saw the upside and the potential from him from the jump. And beyond that, I think he has the gumption and the grit to get it done, which is what ex- exactly what he's done this season. He was just that big play receiver away from putting it all together. This entire team was. And when you have a guy who rushed for 157 yards, led the team in rushing, and that's not a slight to his top running back who had 143 mm. right before him. Mm. I think that they have balance, which is tremendous, because when Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown get shut down, it's all good. We'll take it. What did they call him last night in the broadcast? He's clearly a power lifter because the strength in his legs is unbelievable. Couldn't be me. Squat six hundred pounds. I mean, why do you do that? Like that for that for, for one hundred and fifty-seven. You know, I I, I I I texted with him last week, and and because you know he ended up winning that Colt game with his legs, mm-hmm. and I was a little concerned about sure. this new this new era of quarterbacking is running with a lot of. Uh, carries in a game, yeah. which doesn't lend itself to good health, okay? Sure. So I asked him, how's the body feeling with, you know, all these carries mounting up? He said, coach, I feel great. I feel great. Well, he looked great last night. But that's that's always the concern. Does a guy get a nick like Justin Fields? Mm-hmm. You know I mean, mm-hmm. sooner or later, these guys get hit the wrong way, and yeah. they're limping a little bit. But uh, he, he does a good job protecting himself. He's durable. Yeah. Well, with legs that strong, you can shuck off <laughs> attention, yes. you know, from D-linemen. 
certainly easier than somebody who can't deadlift or squat 600 pounds. I mentioned Aaron Rodgers. He left the game with a rib issue. He couldn't rotate. He couldn't breathe. Both apparently come in handy as an NFL quarterback. Jordan Love looked more comfortable than I recall mm-hmm. in Rodgers' stead. Coach, you're nodding. You saw what I saw. I did, and uh, you know he was drafted the same draft. In yep. fact, ahead of Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. they moved up to get him. They thought the world of him. Kind of shocked Aaron Rodgers at the time. We remember that saga. But every time I watched him in training camps and his limited action in, in preseason, I was I was underwhelmed. It was just okay. I, I need to see more if he's going to be the heir apparent. But that's the best I've seen him look. Yeah. He was ripping it. He was right. ripping it, and confidently against a good team. Yes, uh, in a tight, big game on yes. prime time, it, it, the stage didn't seem too big for him at all. So, who knows if Aaron's going to play with the broken thumb? Now he's got ribs, and, and and playing with broken ribs or cartilage is is difficult anyway. Hopefully, we'll get a report that it's not like a punctured lung or anything. But right. um, if he has to sit a week or two, this is going to really be a good indicator of, hey, is Jordan Love really going to be our guy or not going forward? Rogers said after the game that as long as the Packers are mathematically alive, he hmm. wants to be in there. That draws my attention to the playoff picture. Are they still mathematically alive? The answer is yes, absolutely. But let's look at this playoff picture as it stands right now in the NFC. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, at 10 and one. Number two, Minnesota. After that emotional win on Thanksgiving Day, they are at nine and two. They are the second seed. Then we have the records start to look less impressive, but the teams look pretty impressive. Certainly when you talk about the three seed, San Francisco 49ers, on the backs of what, four straight wins now for that team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers still hanging on to that four seed as the leader of the NFC South. Their record, of course, is five and six. They hold on to that because the Washington Commanders beat the Falcons, who had an opportunity to take that four seed away from Tampa. Five, six, and seven, very interestingly enough, Dallas, the New York Giants, and the Washington Commanders, meaning that all four teams from the NFC East are currently in the playoff frame. It has never happened in NFL history that all All of the teams in an NFL division made the postseason. My question to you, it's a crystal ball question. It's unfair (laughs) to ask and impossible to answer. I'll ask it anyway. Four teams from the NFC East are currently in the playoff frame. Will they stay there? Uh, you, you know, obviously Philadelphia and Dallas will. It's a matter of can the Giants hang on with a seven and five record, and in the the Washington Heineke's. I mean, they've they, they are on a roll, man. <laughs> That's kind of the surprise team in the playoffs right now, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not looking at the. Of course, the Jets too. You know, weren't the playoff team in the other race either. But who to thunk it with uh, with Washington starting the season off very slow, and now Heineke is five and one with this team, Amazing. and he's winning some quality games and uh, beat. Packers and Green Bay, and and I don't know if the Seattle Seahawks can overtake them or not. It's an interesting story. We've had we've had four teams in a division 
go to the playoffs, but that's when there were five teams Correct. in right. some divisions. Right. Remember that? Correct. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. That happened back in 1998 with the AFC East in 1997 with the NFC Central. How funny is that nice. to hear When now. Tampa was in yes. the Central. And in 1994, also with the NFC Central. Uh, the last time that a couple of divisions came close in the current four teams per division structure last year, NFC West, three out of four teams. Yeah. And the year before, the AFC North. Well, there's a lot of football teams. left, huh? A lot of football left. A whole lot left. I love the look of this NFC East. It's the first time in a long time that all four members of the NFC East had a record two games or better above 500. Oh. NFC Beast. Who would have thought? What a change. The difference a year makes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Next game, Jets 31, Bears 10. Mike White under center. Looks over the middle. Throws one. It is caught by Garrett Wilson at the 35-yard line. Makes a man miss at the 30. Sprints right to the 20, to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Zach Wilson remains on a timeout, as MJ called it this morning in the meeting. Now, of course, it is Mike White time. I guess my question to you, should it remain that for the rest of the the season. MJ, first shot at this. Is this Mike White's team? Absolutely. 
it wasn't even just about the win. You could tell the energy from the team. They were reinvigorated. They buy into Mike White, and rightfully so. I mean, he threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. This is what we've seen from him before. Now, the big question is, how long can he keep that going? Because we've seen it in somewhat of a limited sample size previously, but I think that this momentum means a whole lot to this team, especially the way their defense is playing, the way Robert Sala has been leading this squad this year. I don't think anyone expected them to be 7-4 and four and rolling the way that they are. Um, and I think that at this point in the season, you got a fresh QB who can go out there and sling it and, moreover, not lose the game for you. You know how much I love MJ, right? I do. And I never disagree with her. Oh, boy. Well, Talk to me, coach. Now. Talk to me, coach. I think Robert is doing a good thing with mm-hmm. his press conferences when he talks to the media he probably does a good job talking with his team as well absolutely he's not committing to anybody he's not crowning anybody mm-hmm. he's not destroying anybody no. he's leaving it wide open he's letting us do that let <laughs> us do that and so for example let's rewind a few weeks when the Colts benched Matt Ryan sure. for the season. Right. Sure. How'd that work out? Mm. So to, to me, what Robert Sala... Yeah, but it is, took a new coach for that decision to, undo it. to be yeah. adjusted. Yeah, and it happened. So, so, But here's what he's doing and I think is, is smart. Because what I said on the show uh, yesterday, I said one of the things a head coach has to do is he has to wear a hat of decision maker. Totally. And he made this decision, which proved to be a good decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike White crushed it. I mean, three touchdowns and over 300 yards and 149 passer rating. That's yeah. ridiculous. 22 right. for 28. Okay. But what he's doing is every week he's going to have to make a decision. He's not going to make it for the season. Sure. He's not going to say, you're done for the season, you're it for the season. He's going to take it week by week. This was an easy decision this week, wasn't it? Sure. You played great, you're starting. Okay. But the next two games, the next two games at the Vikings, at Buffalo. Yes. Remember, Zach Wilson was the quarterback when they beat Buffalo. Right. Okay? So, I mean, there could be an awful game for a Mike White. There could be. You know, I, I, by the way he played. Those two teams could make anybody look awful. I know. So, yes, 100%. Coach, you're I know. Right. So, so, at least he left the door open. Hey, if I think I need to change this back to give us a spark again, or maybe Zach learned his lesson from being in your timeout, um, right. maybe it's time to, hey, come off the bench in the, in the third quarter and, and come from behind and help us win this game. At least, at, at least it gives him the opportunity to make a switch if he deems fit. Zach wasn't even active last year. That's game. what I was going to say. That would yeah. mean he'd have to be elevated to sure. QB2. I know. Right? Like, and I, and I yeah. think part of his, hey, this is a learning process. You're going to sit and you're going to sit in pajamas and watch this game. You're not even going to be, don't even think about it. Not pajamas. You know, so <laughs> anyway, I, I, uh, I think that if Mike White, you know, loses a couple games and plays poorly, it, oh, it keeps the door open for bringing the other kid back to see if he's got any juice left. Let's mm-hmm. do a little coach interpretation or translation, I guess I should say, and you're just the man to do it. When asked about the quarterback situation after the game, the questions were inevitable and they came thick and fast. He said, Mike White made it look easy. Yeah. That seems to me directed as much to the person who asked that question as it is to Zach Wilson. He also said that his plans at the quarterback position haven't changed. Quote, when we feel like Zach is ready to roll, they'll get him out there. Asked if White can win the QB1 job, Salah says he's focused on this week and doesn't want to get into hypotheticals. Exactly to your point, this becomes a week-by-week 
thing. Yeah, and that's exactly where you should leave it. I think that that keeps the door open for any decision that you're going to have to make based on winning and losing and performance. And I think the first thing that you mentioned there about made it look easy. Mm-hmm. Some of the, I mean, when, when you watch Zach play the last game or two, it's like he was missing the layups. He was missing the easy throws and he, and he by a lot. It was like, whoa, set your feet if you can yeah. and just do the elementary things that you need to do. The easy stuff should be easy, not, not impossible. And so that's why he, he made that comment because the completions were there and Mike White made them when he was should have. So is that message as much to Zach as anybody so. to say, listen, so. if you take the easy way, we're giving you yeah. the easy way, take This is the how easy you should way. play this the is game. This how you can do it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, lesson learned. The quotes continue. Robert Salah said, this is Mike White's opportunity. When we feel that Zach is ready to roll, he's gonna roll. Didn't commit. The equivocation game is very good from Robert Salah. Very diplomatic. Yeah. Didn't commit either way. He did say this, though, and I found this to be interesting. He said, everyone loves Mike. I'm not suggesting that no one likes Zach, but for him to say that everyone loves Mike, I found that to be very intentional. If everything else that he said was intentional, well, then that has to be intentional, too. I don't know if there's a translation there, but... No, I, I, I think everybody should like Mike because he's played... <laughs> it, not just based on this game. Before, he's played well at times before... And he's just waiting his turn, and everybody loves uh, the underdog to come off and do good. And, and that, that's, that's a sign of a good team, too, being a good teammate. Hey, somebody else is playing. We love him. Let's go. Let's, let's yeah. win for him with him. And so that's a good story this year because they they've been pathetic over the last yeah. five years. And here we are back in the playoff race. They are back in the playoff burger race. 40-burger on my Dolphins earlier this season, burger. remember? I'll never forget. And there they are. They sit in the seventh seed currently of the AFC playoff picture at seven and four. Next game, Raiders 40. Speaking of 40 burgers, Seahawks 34 in overtime. Josh Jacobs, the mic is yours. First of the whole 20, 25, 30. He's off to the races here in Seattle. Nobody's going to catch him. 25, 20, 10. Ball game. Bye-bye, Josh. 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week. Okay, we all watched Josh Jacobs run wild over 300 yards in total offense for JJ, including that overtime game-winning scamper. I want to talk about Derek Carr, though. Derek Carr's middle name is Dallas. MJ, should it be Clutch? (laughs) <laughs> Should it be overtime? I mean, it's just like he loves an overtime. Let's get some bonus football in there and get the dub for our team. I was so happy for Derek because uh, I, I just didn't know what was going to happen with this Raiders team. They needed a win and a win like this desperately, especially the way this game started immediately with an interception. Then Derek got hurt at some point. It was it was not the ideal situation and they found a way to win, which is what I was expecting from them consistently throughout the season with the amount of talent they have on this roster, and we just haven't seen it all the way through. Um, but a hell of a win for Raider Nation. Derek Carr, I, I mean, I'm glad that, that he was able to smile and not be you know, negatively emotional after a game. Um, wow. Really impressed. And Josh Jacobs, thank you for the 48 fantasy points that you put up for me. Yeah, in my league it was over. It was almost 50. It was 49 (laughs) plus. Unreal. With that win in overtime, Derek Carr's record in overtime improves to 9 and 2, giving him the best overtime win percentage for a quarterback 
in NFL history. That is on a list above Brett Favre, Mm -hmm. Eli Manning, and Tom Brady, all guys who made their name being clutch when it mattered most. Derek Carr remains an enigma in our league, criticized very vocally and very heavily and routinely by Raiders fans, and yet numbers suggest that he may be the guy that they've wanted and needed all along. 35 game-winning drives in either fourth quarter or overtime. The overtime record, as we just stated. But, of course, leadership isn't just about stats. It's not just about records. What am I missing here? I feel like Derek Carr is exactly what the Raiders need. Why are Raiders fans the last to be convinced? Yeah, I would say chill out, Raider Nation, just for a minute, because... Derek Carr is like the Rodney Dangerfield, maybe, of our league. He doesn't get the respect he deserves because he has been clutch, as you guys pointed out, nine and two in overtime games. He has been he has been a, a heck of a player. Yeah, they're up and down and they're not winning Super Bowls and all that. A lot of the a lot of the blame, of course, when you don't win, it goes on the quarterback. We know that. And then uh, you know, they've had other issues besides Derek Carr. That's for darn sure over there. So it's, and it's been a tough year, let's face it, for the Raiders. They hired a new coach uh, with Josh McDaniels, and they thought they'd turn it around quickly, and it's not happening quickly enough, right? So you got to blame somebody. But Derek Carr, I like the kid. I like his work ethic. I like his arm. I like his, his, his performance in the clutch. And uh, I, I just think if they get a little bit better on, on the other side of the ball, and he's not playing from behind all the time or some of the time, that uh, the wins are going to come. MJ, you've covered this team for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Around here, of course, we call Derek Carr baby bro because of David. Are the winds of change blowing through Vegas at the right time in this (laughs) season? Or is this season mostly rearview mirror stuff, and now it is about grasping onto good moments, hopeful combinations? What's the story for the Raiders right now? I think especially given the dynamics of that division, there's definitely still hope for that team. If they can play like that, find ways to win. Also, shout out to Max Crosby, who is such, not just a bright spot. He, he essentially is that defense. He has been unbelievable year after year and only keeps getting better. I think the winds of change and the winds of hope can still be very much alive. They just got to keep winning all the way through. They do. It's hard to imagine that they could afford even one more right. loss right. this season. If you look at the record amongst AFC teams, there they sit as the 12th seeded, if you'll allow right. it, uh, AFC team currently at 4-7. and seven. But above them are teams including the Patriots, Oof. the Chargers, the suddenly dangerous again Indianapolis Colts, and the world beaters <laughs> in the Jacksonville Jags. And, of course, the, you know, the last two seeds currently in the AFC – the last three seeds, I should say, the wild card seeds, Buffalo Bills, Mm -hmm. Cincinnati Bengals, Mm -hmm. and the aforementioned Jets. I could see the Jets maybe falling out, but I can't imagine that the Raiders would be able to jump ahead of all those teams, ahead of them in the queue. Hard to say. All speculation at this point, but a win's a win's a win. Next game, Jags 28, Ravens 27. Trevor drops, fires for the right corner of the end zone. That ball is caught! Caught! Caught for the touchdown in the right corner of the end zone. How good is that? The question is simple. Should Lamar's nickname be changed from Action Jackson to Inaction Jackson? It's a stupid, unfair question, but you know where I'm headed with this. Should Ravens Nation be concerned, Coach? 
You know, they're still right there in the playoff race, seated fourth at seven and four. Great organization, high expectations every year. And what we're not seeing, which we would love to see, is, is Lamar coming along quicker in the passing game. I don't think that they've helped him with right. weapons. I think they've lost weapons over, over the last year or two. Yes, they can run the football with the best of them. We know that. Uh, he, he can pull his magic at any time. But I'd like, them, I'd like to see them do something like the Eagles did. Go find another great receiver and, and help him out besides Mark Andrews, your tight end, and, and uh, give him some weapons in the passing game. Uh, you know, they're, his numbers are, are going downhill since the first month of the season. Yeah. And uh, they're just hanging on right now. They're hanging on. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Next game, Dolphins 30, Texans 15. Back to throw Tua, looking, getting some pressure, rolling, now scrambling to his left, throws a touchdown Miami. MJ, the question goes to you for obvious reasons. Your Dolphins improve to 8-3. and three. You are the second seed in the AFC. You have just beaten a team you were supposed to beat. You doubled Correct. them up, 30 to 15. Those are important wins, getting the wins that you had circled as wins heading into the season, or at the very least, heading into this week. How nervous are you 
about next week? I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Talk me through that I'm matchup. Nervous. What concerns you the most? That 49ers defense. I mean, they are as stout as it comes. They are aggressive. The secondary, hello, Hufunga, who I've been talking up the whole season because he is such he's such a, a, an interesting X factor in that secondary at safety for, for the San Francisco 49ers. I think he, he's flown under the radar and this year has had just such a, a boost. Can't forget Fred Warner and the guys on that in the middle. I mean, it, they are dangerous. The 49ers are dangerous, and anybody who faces them the rest of the year should also be concerned when they go up against this defense. And then not to mention that the 49ers offense has multiple ways of beating you. Now, am I confident in my team? Yes, of course. They're playing great all season. But this this is going to be probably one of the biggest challenges on the schedule from now until the end. Coach put the jinx on you. No. Right? He put the voodoo on you right before our mics were attached to do this podcast because I heard distinctly from your mouth come the phrase Super Bowl preview Mm. with a question mark with regards to Week 13's game, Niners, Dolphins. It will be a fascinating matchup in Week 13. You said Super Bowl preview. Do you mean that? Could you see this being the game that we spend two weeks previewing for the Super Bowl in Arizona? It's possible. It's on the board. And and here comes Mike McDaniels back home Mm -hmm. to San Francisco where he was coaching. And uh, but you, you said it that, you know, you're going to have a, the best defense in the league mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And if they can just stay on top of Tyreek Hill and Waddle and not give up the 60 yard play, Tua is going to get hit a lot. Yeah. And, and Bosa and the boys are going to are going to hit him and pressure him all day long. And then, uh, you know, the, the Niners are like you said, MJ. They're no slouch on offense, man. They've got weapons galore. They got the best left tackle in the league. They've got the highest paid fullback. They had the highest paid uh, Kittle at tight end. Debo's terrific. Oh, let's go sign another guy named Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they got all kinds of guys. Jimmy G is the point guard. He's just got to distribute the ball and and take care of it. And uh, all of a sudden, they're really dangerous. 49ers ever so slouchy, however, in Week 12. Mm Mm-hmm. That offense, that is. Only 13 points on the board. Of course, 13 points on the board looks like a million when you hold your <laughs> right. opponent to zero. Kamara takes it down to the goal line. He fumbled the ball, and it's deflected around, rolling three on the goal line. Who's got it? Charles Amenehue's got it. That's 49ers, got it. let them get to the one-yard line and then take the ball away to keep the shutout intact. Wow. Final score, San Francisco 49ers 13, New Orleans Saints 0. Coach, my question to you, when's the last time the Saints got shut out? So um, humbly I'm going to say, I don't know. But in truth you're going to say. Yeah, Mooch shut him out a while back. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. That's when I had darker hair. And so, uh, what was that? What was it? You know, is it 2002? It was, a, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah, I think that's 20 right. 20 years ago. Yeah, in the right. dome. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, right around that, the time that the Miners' Cup was established. Hey, yeah, yeah, between hey, Michigan Tech. And I tell you, it was better Michigan. than 13 to nothing, too. I think it was 38. Next game, Chiefs-Rams. Guns it over the middle. Caught. 20-yard line in the 15-yard line. Anglin near side with the block. 10-5. Kelsey stretches out for the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City! Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. 39-yard touchdown. Deep middle and a great run after the catch by the best tight end in National Football League history. The Kansas City Chiefs 26, the defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams 10. 
full disclosure, obviously, it's important to note Matthew Stafford not in the game. Cooper Cup, of course, not in the game. Yeah. A running game for the Rams, not in the game. The not question the game. is this. Let's not talk about the Rams. They've had enough fingers pointed their way. They're pointing the fingers at themselves. You know that. We know that. That's up to them to figure out. The question to the rest of the league is how do we figure out the Kansas City Chiefs? And how do we figure out how to stop the man that we know is getting the ball in clutch situations, on third downs, on fourth downs, in the red zone? We know that 87 is the guy who is going to be targeted. We understand that. He's a large man. We can identify him. He's not hard to see. And yet, he seems to be, in an almost Tyreek Hill kind of way, unguardable, unstoppable. Coach, help me with this. Help There's only me help 187. You. There's only 187 wearing the red or the white, depending on the week. How is he so difficult to stop? Okay, so he really is. <laughs> it's like, figure it out. Is it your best corner? Is it a big, fast safety? Is it a linebacker with help? What is it? How do you stop this guy? What, what makes it difficult, as big and strong as Kelsey is, number 87, all right, I used to play quarterback at Cincinnati, they hide him, big guy like that. He's over there sometimes. Wait a minute, he's in the backfield sometimes. Wait a minute, he started in motion. He started at the tight end, now he's at the slot. Now he started out oh. wide. Where is he? So if, you're, if your game plan is to travel with him with your best guy, that's a, that's a headache because if Jalen Ramsey travels and the other corner's got to go someplace else, uh, or if you're going to double him, it's like, he's over here, well, let's double him, but then he changes changes the other side and this who's going to double him i mean it's it's a complicated thing to take him out because they move him around so brilliantly and so you know i didn't see this coming quite the way it is 12 touchdowns already that's the most in his career right mm -hmm. you lose tyreek hill and and all of a sudden it's like all right you know you're going to drop off all the other receivers they 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 sign with juju and and uh, marquez valdez scantley they're just complimentary guys because our star is going to be Travis Kelsey, and you figure out how you're going to stop him because okay. nobody can. Okay, so you've talked about, and thank you for doing so, why it's so difficult to even find that large man because they move him That's around so much. Aspect. Because he is often the pre-snap motion. Fair enough. That's what when, they when do. When the defense comes out of the huddle, it's where's Waldo? Okay, right? so where's Waldo? There he is. Let's say that there's pre-snap motion. They've moved him from the X to the Y to the H. Fine. They put him everywhere. So the question still remains, what do you do? I heard in the meeting this morning, you and Willie going back and forth, talking about jamming him <clears throat> and talking about vicing him. Can you explain what that is? Yeah. Will we see more of this in the days to come? Uh, maybe, because it's because of all the motion and they move him around. A vice is two guys. So it's like MJ and I are going to vice you. We're going to stand up and we're going to drop like the gunners on the punt team. There's two guys that stop him. Coach at the has line just of hit me. I have I just hit him. All right. <laughs> Call HR. And so you yes. can stop him. Yes, they, sir. Patriots did that against Tony Gonzalez, but he's lining up over there to run a fade uh, in, inside the five yard line. You just vice him and two guys just, just try to stop him from getting up the field. Yep. Well, you can do that if he's stationary, but if, if he's a movement guy, it's more difficult to do that, okay? So the vice would turn into just follow him and jam him and get some help on top. Next game, Bengals 20, Titans 16. Floats it toward the end zone, and Higgins, oh, he's got it! Touchdown, oh, Bengals! I'm afraid of the Bengals, should I be? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a team that can be discounted. I thought it was interesting that the Bengals were favored, uh, but clearly... That had merit. And it's not 
it wasn't a dig on the Bengals. I was I think I was just giving more props to the Titans than they have been given. Yes. We know that when this Bengals team gets going, just move out the way. Just move out the way because they they can definitely put a point and they can definitely stop you on defense as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I never, never discount Joe Burrow on what this particular offense and what this team can do. Next game, Commanders 19, Falcons 13. Mariota, the pass, it's deflected in the air. It is picked up by Washington. Coach, are my Washington Commanders punching above their weight class? Is right. a disappointment <laughs> inevitable, or could we stay where we are, which is in the playoff frame? Why not? Hmm. Why not? I'll take why not. What you have okay. is you have a little bit of a story here with changing of the guards at changing of the quarterback. You know, maybe this Heineke th- thing is going to end up like a Mike White thing where, where he sure. s- keeps the job or plays well or sparks them each week. That kind of the kid's gritty. OK, we know that if the defense with all those first rounders over there up front, if they play like they can play, they're really hard to move the ball, uh, you, you know, against this this uh, Washington defense. So they're just play. I don't know if they're going to win many playoff games, but they're sure as heck going to be the spoiler because they can beat anybody on any given day because they have that kind of spunk and, and, and the mojo comes from Heineke. Next game, Panthers 23, Broncos 10. Now, I don't know if something was said, if Russell Wilson says something as he's coming off the field here or Purcell is just going over to him and saying, hey man, I care about this. How about you guys? You know, who knows? The story that came out of this game, of course, was a teammate yelling, screaming in the face of Russell Wilson. My question to you, MJ, is the rest of us have been yelling at Russell Wilson all season. What took the teammates so long to do the same? I think there's been a lot of tension mounting around this team all season long from the jump. They didn't start off, and they certainly have not been playing to the level everyone expected. Remember at the beginning of the season, we're like, oh, crap. Not only are they going to win the division, they're going to be real tough in the conference as well. And it's been the polar opposite. It's not just us saying that. These players are there. They are living this week after week, acutely aware of their deficiencies and how they've been playing under par. So, well, I guess above par. You got what I mean with the golf reference. (laughs) Or, right. Um, The point is, at some point, it has to reach a fever pitch. And And it's apparently it has. Clearly. And at this point in the season, anything can set you off, especially when you're an NFL player. We heard William McGinnis this morning in our meeting say, I've been there. It doesn't take much to have you pop off, especially when you're losing. So I think it was a situation where it's, it's been coming for a while. And at this point, guys are just at, at the end of their rope. We all were left to wonder. I wonder what was said. I wonder what he said. I mm-hmm. wonder what Russell may have said to inspire right. him to peel off and get in his face. And the truth is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what was said. It doesn't matter who said what first. The only thing that matters is what happens now. Good luck, Broncos. You need it. Next game, Browns 23, Bucks 17 in overtime. They give the ball to Chubb. He's driving for the goal line. He is. He's in. He's in. Touchdown, Nick Chubb, and the Browns are winners. My question for you is this. Are the Bucks broken? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, broken. They are not the Super Bowl Bucks. No. They are not a confident Bucks team. Let's rewind before the season started. There are missing pieces, even from last year's team. They lost three interior linemen. Darn it, they lost another lineman, Tristan Wirfs, today. Or, 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 you know, for, for the next 
month or so with an ankle. So Tom Brady's playing behind a, should I call it a subpar line? It's certainly a different yes, line. Yes, it is. Um, he's had receivers come and go with it's injuries. It's clearly not the line he needs, nor is it the line that a team that needs to run the ball needs. Well, they, yeah, it, to, it, that's why he's throwing the ball quicker than anybody in the league, because he can't get the protection long term. So anyway, when we interviewed him before the game that we had in Munich, and he, man, he just vented about his frustration, about where they're inadequate, and the run game came up early and often, all right? He gets really frustrated when he hands the ball off and somebody gets hit one yard in, in the backfield. And and then uh, situational football isn't the same. We thought they turned a corner against the Seattle Seahawks. We did. A quality win. Yes. All right? And we thought, oh, there's the recipe. You're going to rush for 161 yards. Correct. With Rashad White, the rookie from Arizona State. And then? And then be balanced. And then uh, did it happen? No. And, and the lack of run game reared its ugly head again. And then not only that, this is the most... A Tom Brady's Bucks team punted since he's been there nine, nine times. times. They couldn't make first downs. Yeah, and so that got frustrating. Some of that was Tom missing some throws, and so it just—it's all adding up to a frustrating year. The funny part about it is they're going to win that division. It looks like it's wild. They might have a losing record and still make the playoffs. We've seen that before, though, right? If they do make the playoffs, which does oddly, incredibly look entirely likely, they would very likely have a first-round matchup against the Dallas Cowboys currently at home. That's not a game they can win, no. is it, MJ? Absolutely not, especially not with that Dallas uh, defense. We oh. have a dissenting opinion in the room. <laughs> That's a game they can win, isn't it? They've already beaten Dallas 19-3 to in Dallas. Yes. No, that was the opening weekend. Yes, it was. Okay? That's the opening, so I don't know what that means. That was a long time ago. No, but it's important to point that out because horses for courses, you're absolutely right. Maybe this is a team that, for whatever reason, can match up well against a Dallas Cowboys team that in our eyes is surging, but on the day, cometh the hour, cometh the man, maybe Brady can get a win against the Dallas Cowboys. It would be in Tampa, too, right? It would be in Tampa. It would be a home game. (laughs) But right now, they're not playing as well as Dallas is. Right. We'll see. Last game, Chargers 25, Arizona Cardinals 24. Herbert from the shotgun. Win or lose. Eckler goes in motion. Herbert to pass. Caught. It's good. It's good. Herbert to Gerald Everett. And they take a one-point lead. The enduring quote to come out of this game came from who else? Kyler Murray, who, when asked about the play call on fourth and one, said, our scheme is We will obviously bleep that. Jeez. Coach. What? Don't really need too much of a translation there. Is this worth it? Fourth and one of the Cardinals, 34. Snap to Kyler, and he's back to throw left side. Throws a deep ball left side, and it's intercepted. Yeah, I'm sorry, David. I just don't like the call in that situation. Put Kyler Murray under center. You're only fourth and three inches. Put him under center just to make the threat of possibly running a quarterback sneak, and then if you want to throw the ball. But, man, you know, I would have punted it to begin with, so. Me too. If the scheme is effed, does he specifically mean that play, or do you get a sense that he's talking about the bigger picture, that this is a schemeless dream for the team in the desert? Out of the mouths of babes, okay? Usually you you see or hear quarterbacks in press conferences, if they're sharp, say the right thing without throwing coaches or other players under buses. Right. That was a bus-throwing comment, right? Sure was. And so you don't know the relationship between 
uh, Cliff Kingsbury and, and uh, Kyler anymore. Um, they've had some heated discussions on the sidelines, which we've seen. They've seemed to have gotten over it, but all of a sudden you lose a close game and it's, it's, I confess it's his fault. And, and so I don't like seeing this. It's, it's going to be interesting going forward. Uh, but they're, they're frustrated too. The they Cardinals are. Cardinals and Kyler Murray are frustrated. They are. Let's talk about the positives finally in that game. L.A. Chargers win a game they really needed to win. Uh-huh. They are still on the outside looking in in the AFC playoff picture at 6-5, and five, but it's not going to take very much for them to find their way back in. Obviously, they need a little help to do it, but they can help themselves by stringing together some wins. We keep talking about the Chargers as an ostensible disappointment, but are you seeing any signs of hope for this team? Did you see any in a comeback win against the Cardinals yesterday? I was still pretty disillusioned with how they played for for the bulk of this game. They found a way to punch it out in the end, but there's just something that's still disconnected with this Chargers team. And we've talked about them closing out games. Great. They did it this time against a fractured Cardinals team, quite frankly. It's really just confusing. The, the more I watched the team and we thought with the, with the return of their two big receivers that we, they were just going to absolutely be rolling, maybe that'll take a week or two to get going. For their sake, I certainly hope they can figure it out. I want to thank today's special guests, MJ Acosta-Ruiz, the host of NFL Total Access, and Steve, the Moochie Man, Mariucci, the Wildcat, the pride of Northern Michigan University, our play caller, our coach, our moral compass. Coach, thank you for being here. Join us tomorrow when we take a closer look at the Week 13 schedule in the NFL. That is a schedule that includes games like the Bills and the Patriots Mm. in Foxborough. The Packers and the Bears, with or without Aaron Rodgers. The Jets and the Vikings. Let's see what Mm. you're really made of, Mike White. Coach intimated that earlier before as a challenge and a test you will have to pass. Will you pass it? We'll talk about it. And, of course, the game that stands out the most to me, guys, is Titans and Eagles. Mm. This game would be much more interesting had the Titans gotten the win that you thought they should have gotten in Week 12. But this will be a real stern test for the Eagles facing a Mike Vrabel defense. We'll go a little deeper into that on Tuesday. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite 
moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.